Well, I hope you listen to at least a minute of that. <laughs> Savage Beast is back, baby. We're breaking bones in the pit. Uh huh. Just yeah. uh, uh, thrashing about. One of the fun things about like sort of like just remembering the sensation of listening to music that you've heard like once or twice, and not all the details, is that then you like throw it on for somebody, and then you're like, oh yeah, <laughs> that <laughs> is a dramatic like, start. Bit- very hardcore punk. <laughs> I've, you know, this it it goes well. I've been thinking about getting uh, going through a hair metal phase. You know, maybe mm. I'll just get back there to the eighties and uh, just just kind of indulge in that. Why not? I was I was listening to like a a Sirius XM like hair metal station in somebody's yes. car the other day. That rules. Uh, That's the perfect know. way to do it, where you're just like. I'm not going to invest any time in this, but just blast me with it for an hour. See what happens. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely car driving music. But I mean, like, honestly, like, like those guys definitely sound like girls, man. There's nothing wrong with that. But it's, <laughs> so I, it's just like, it's funny that that was ever macho, my <laughs> feeling when I listened to it. I got into, uh, I, I don't know, I got I got down like a Wikipedia, Wiki, Wikipedia, jeez, I just said that like a, like my mom would say it. Shout out Sandy, uh-huh. the wikis, the Wikipedias, um, a rabbit hole about the band Europe. Uh, yeah, their lead singer Joey Tempest um, <laughs> had some I, his '90s solo album seemed to be so bad they're not even on Spotify. Uh, wow. But it just got me thinking about if you go to a Europe concert now, like uh-huh. what. You're just there, you're rocking out for an hour, but everybody's waiting for that moment when they probably yeah. show, I don't know, they probably show like the fucking space shuttle on the big screen <laughs> and just start the, they start like you hear the countdown and you're just like, yeah, play the fucking synth, play the synth <laughs> riff, and just like lose your mind for, for three minutes yeah. to just a really like really corny rock song. Yeah, well, I mean, there are a lot of bands like that, but I figure, like, that song is so dramatic that you're right, it has to be worse. It's special. It's a special yeah. moment. I So I went listen to, they have it on Spotify, they have, like, their 30th anniversary tour, uh-huh. where Joey Tempest is like, all right, London, are you ready? <laughs> and they just start playing. And then when you hear that riff in kind of, like, yeah. HD 
you know, 2020s sound, you're like, God, this is just a garbage MIDI file of <laughs> the worst fake horn you could think of. Um, exactly. Bugle. Maybe it's it must be bugle or something like that. I don't know. It's uh it's just it is the corniest song it ever is. made. Which is why, you know, it was a Job's theme song on Arrested Development. It's true, so. yes. Yes. <laughs> Um, Honestly, that's the first thing I think about when I think of that song. It really yeah. has taken over. That is that is what I think of as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, uh, but uh, that's the society we live in, Joe. It is. I I'm I'm guilty though. I can't I can't um, be too judgmental. I was trying to snag some Paul McCartney tickets this week. Failed. Uh, investigating Paul McCartney. Maybe a corny old man at this point, but he is um, uh, a thousand times more accomplished than the band Europe. <laughs> <Yes>. I mean, <laughs> well, you know, you start to I'm think, not going to make fun of somebody for going to see Paul McCartney. <laughs> you know, it's the first time he's playing in Baltimore since he was with the Beatles. And you're like, that's cool. He's at, you know, uh, Camden Yards. Like, uh, yeah. Uh, how do you know? Sitting there watching him play Hey Jude, you're like, I this is. Seems meaningful, so um, yeah. I mean, you know, it's like I personally wouldn't spend however many hundreds of dollars to go do that. God damn, like, so many hundreds of dollars. That's that's what I'm I'm contemplating now. Yeah, uh, and it'll but be, I would not I would not make fun of anybody for doing that. Like, yeah, man is a legend. Yeah, you know? yeah, it's, and and would and still plays well. And you know, not gonna. Uh, it's not gonna be like a uh, anything less than a full on spectacle of a rock show you're getting the full yeah. show yeah man he's like 80 something god he is old he is it's old <laughs> it's amazing that he still gets out there and does it but i mean that's you know the the yeah. uh, he's like lebron i feel like he spends a million dollars a year on his body he does look pretty good for his age and not too fake either uh, under the yeah. shirt though <laughs> <laughs> He just well, ripped like he's just like the, he's like the Giga Chad under the shirt. He's been on the he's been on the Jeff Bezos program for decades, bitch. <laughs> he's got to get on the rocket ship too, and play yeah, and think, play music up there. I would think he's a first round draft pick on uh, cultural celebrities getting pulled up by the rich guys. I mean, he's a rich guy himself. If he's yeah, be worth hundreds. Of, I mean, do you think he's worth a billion? Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think he's, I think, you know, they could, I mean, you know, like Stevie Nicks sold her, uh, you know, the rights to her catalog for a couple hundred million. So, I mean, if Stevie Nicks is doing that, I mean, all, yeah. all hail Fleetwood Mac, but, you know, Paul yeah. McCartney can get a billion. I think there was something weird, though, about the rights to the Beatles songs and whether the record company owned them or something. I don't know. I well, there were th there were things like that. But, I mean, the yeah. a lot of that was Paul McCartney kind of fucking over John Lennon <laughs> around that stuff, <laughs> like leading some of the ah. business dealings at the at the end in, like, 69 um, and doing. So he, he, I think, came out well. They all came out <laughs> fine. Just, it was, you know. Yeah. Um, Damn. Well, Paul and Ringo still out there. Being they rich. are. I, you know, it's tough, man. You want to tr you you want to trade Ringo for another one, but you can't. That's not how life works. No, no. They had to let's, take the 
biggest asshole and most interesting one first. That, yeah. Let's trade – if we could trade Ringo and Clapton for George, that would be – I'd make that deal <laughs> in a heartbeat. <laughs> when was the last good Clapton song? Was it Layla? Man, I don't know. I, I don't – well, I don't really tr- track <laughs> Yeah, I was, I've never been a Clapton head, to be honest. He had some interesting, uh, like, 80s albums, um, which I've dabbled in once or twice, mm-hmm. you know. He was still at that point <laughs> – yeah, I feel like I've seen some album covers where he's got, like, three-quarter-length sleeve blazers on, but I could be making that up. You know, and he I think he stayed in the cocaine for a long time, so... Oh, yeah. Um, I think he, you know, and got the keyboards and the saxes out, so... But still playing guitar. So, you know, there's some, there's some fun... Yeah. Well, I mean, those guys in the 80s, like, who were just, like, inventing being an old rock star, like, they, uh... <laughs> it's really yes. funny the way they ended up going with it. Yes, uh, and now of course <laughs> he just sucks. <laughs> sucks. Um, pretty much. Uh, but he was in the Yardbirds, who was uh, who were oh, yeah. fucking amazing. Uh, yeah, no, there's a lot of good Clapton stuff out there. Cream has some great songs. It's best not to. I mean, and that's he really. They really did pioneer not following like your favorite rock stars too far into mm-hmm. their old age, just letting it go, you yes. know, like, Oh, Van, that's a good point. Like Van Morrison, like do not, do not investigate his current output. <laughs> I actually was just investigating his current output <laughs> the other day. <laughs> it's like, it's like his anti-social media screeds, like anti-woke yeah. screeds. Well, I didn't realize, yeah, what an asshole he was. Um, yeah. It's not even his music. That might be good. I don't know. Um, but, uh, just that he's like, he apparently think he's actively, actively recorded songs about how much, uh, other people have ripped him off, including like, you know, Bono and like basically everybody who's ever sounded anything like Van Morrison. Um, that rules. Yeah. Just being cranky as fuck. Um, you know, I, I, I reserve a special place in my heart for the like sort of uh, psychotic reactionary, uh, uh, old loner. Um, mm-hmm. As long as they have no power, uh, very entertaining person. Um, like Donald Trump, as we've said, hilarious person, except that somebody made him president. Like, big mistake. Yes, exactly. Jesus, Jimmy Page was in Yardbirds. Jeez, what a band. Mm-hmm. No, I think there were even more dudes. Yeah, Jeff um, Beck. Jeff Beck, Jimmy Page, yeah. and Eric Clapton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, it's, that's kind of like, there's yeah, a lot of... Yeah, your love. Sick drum breakdown in that song. Uh, there's a lot of, uh, uh, you know, uh, cocaine. Uh, I was going to say soloing to climax, if you will. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, Paul, I had a gimmick. Yeah. For sweet. us, um, right I actually on. realized the other day that I never looked up what Pitchfork's album of the year was. Oh, I had no year. idea. Let's check no it idea. out. Let's check it out. Pitchfork. I'm gonna let's, wait. Let's can I? How guess. about I'll, I count down? Let me count down, and you, you let me surprise you. Okay. Unless you um, already honestly, looked. I don't even really know. What, no, I didn't. I don't even know what came out last year, so I can't even guess. All right, we're gonna start. Uh, would you like to start at 15? Uh, this is top sure. of 21. So okay. 15 is Snail Mail's Valentine. Okay. That's Sh- a, sure. Sure. Yeah. Yep. Great. She's yeah. Fourteen is Japanese breakfast jubilee. Honestly, I would have okay. that would have been a something I'd pick for one. I would have guessed 
that would have been one of my guesses mm. for number one, just for Pitchfork. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I see um, Thirteen is Terza's Color Grade. I don't okay, know. Don't know what about uh, elect- London electronic artist Terza. Hmm. Okay. Uh, Twelve is a Rouge <coughs> Aftab. Big uh, big album. fan. Uh, Eleven <coughs> is uh, Faye Webster. Uh, if we were twenty three, would be that huge lost. fans. Okay. Um, she's kind of one of those pop, you know, like indie pop. Uh, mm, yes. Types. She, um, she has the look, complete with baby bangs. Ten, dry cleaning. Okay, uh, great. Good. Nine, Playboy Cardi. Yeah. Okay, that's eight. Sure. Madhu Mokhtar. That's a pitchfork choice. Yes, eight is Madhu Mokhtar. Um, okay, Done. this sounds like a Afric Afriki Afric victim. Uh, he's from Niger. Uh, this album's okay. on Matador. Uh, it sounds like a his solos rip like lightning bolts across a storm of melody and rhythm with Mikey Colton's bass rolling an ecstatic compliment. Okay, this sounds cool. This sounds this sounds awesome. All right, we're gonna we'll, maybe we'll have to check okay, that after out after after we do this. We're both listening to a track from. That. Yes, absolutely. Uh, um, yeah. Uh, the Weather Station, Ignorance. Uh, okay. So that's seven. Mm-hmm. Six is Turnstile. Okay. Yeah. Good choice. Five is Low. I didn't, hey, what? I didn't listen to that one. Ooh, I need to check. If there's a new Low album, I need to check it out. Yeah, we're good. Because this is I what we do. We do this professionally. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm way behind is what's happening there. Four is Floating Points, Pharaoh Sanders, and the London Symphony Orchestra, Promises. I've heard of that one, but I haven't really checked it out it's like a weird i think i listened to it and i was like this is fine yeah uh three is tyler the creator um Ah. two is lorraine's fatigue um it is a uh i don't even know how to describe it i guess it's wait i don't know number one is Jasmine Sullivan's Hotels. Ho is spelled H E A U X. Okay. Well, All right. <laughs> I just damn it. Fuck. I just don't even know this album. I just ate. I just. Uh, I just got old. I just got old live on this podcast. I don't know anything podcast. about it. Fuck. Let's see. Now it's fine. Owned. Owned. Oh, okay. So this is funny. So I have. Hmm. Okay, I did listen to some of this. It's good. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's like the, uh, you know, um, the, I want to say, I listened to like most of it once is what I think happened. So this is not a review. Mm. But, um, uh, I think it was like sort of the, uh, a better version, if you can imagine it, of, uh, you know, sort of a Megan Thee Stallion or, uh, uh, what's her face? Um, who's the big girl who's popular? For her rapping and singing, mm. um, you know, I know the one you're talking about. Yes. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yes. It's anyway. Like, it's like that kind of thing, like filthy. Um, uh, but it's like more R and B, I guess. Actually, okay. Yeah. I think anyway, what's what's good? What's strength? Yeah. There's okay. Nothing, uh, there's nothing bad about it. What's I striking about this list is that, like, Olivia Rodrigo and and Snail Mail and Japanese Breakfast, that none of them are in the top ten. I feel like that's – I feel like there's a 
that's the pitchfork bargain I think these days is like they will acknowledge indie rock but it doesn't get to be at the top anymore yeah but just like that it's been pushed like it's been pushed pretty far down like they're not even like bringing those albums yeah. into top 10 unless it's big thief like I'm sure oh, big yeah. Th- I'm sure big thief's new album which is excellent by the way will be pulled into will be in the top yes. 10 no matter what um, yeah th- They've gotten that. I'm. I was surprised uh, to hear Tyler the Creator being up there, but then I guess I haven't really listened to. Yeah. That album either. I sort of thought he got canceled, but maybe he got uncanceled. I, did he get canceled? What did he, What did he get canceled? I mean, just for? for being such an asshole. I don't know. Yes, you know, you can't. I feel like people still don't quite get canceled for generic assholeness. Maybe. I mean, uh, well, you know, being like uh, super homophobic, but then he came out as gay, so. Maybe that's what saved it. Ah, well, that's a... I mean, if you're going to save yourself from charges of homophobia... Yeah. Coming out as gay is... That's, that's a good way to do it. That's, that's, yeah. That will help. That will Revealing help Revealing yourself to be a self-hating gay is yeah. uh, effective. Let's yes. see. Um, that's the last step remaining for uh, Tim Hardaway. <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> All right. Okay. So besides low, which I definitely need to listen to, um, uh, yeah, I agree that um, uh, what was this? Three. Yeah. Um, that Madu Madu Mokhtar sounded the most interesting. All right. It's, well, the uh, number one song is Chismitten. 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 Okay. Uh, so we're gonna listen to that now. All right. Let's do it. Okay. Yeah, that was uh, uh, groovy. It's definitely groovy. Is it? 
is it top 10 albums groovy I would have to. I would definitely listen. I would listen to the whole album based on that. It gave me a a Fool's Gold vibe. I'm not sure if you're into that. I don't know Fool's Gold. But they did a couple great albums in the early aughts. Uh, No, early 10. I don't know. The 10s. In literally like 2010. Um, But yeah. I was down with that vibe. Oh, hey, I would recommend uh, Pitchfork album number 17, Cassandra Jenkins, an overview of phenomenal nature. That's good uh, weirdo music. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, hey, uh, uh, that is... Um, um, let's quickly scroll through this list. I'm going to see... Hey, Spirit of the Beer Beehive, we listened to that album. Yeah, it was good. Adele's 30, you know... Sure. Illuminati Hotties. Illumin- Illuminati Hotties. Good to see them. I listened to that uh-huh. one. Um, and Arm and was... Hammer and the Alchemist made 26. That's all right. Yeah. Done with that. Hey. Little Sims is good, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a lot about... Drugs is still making these lists. War on Drugs, man. They have staying powers. Apparently. Um, Got some jazz in here. Pitchfork, baby. I don't know, man. Uh, this uh, this list is. Um, I gotta say it. It is without, which shows us no mercy. Legacy artists are not to be found here. Yeah, but that's okay. I mean, they're kind. It's fine. Uh, I don't need. I don't require mercy. I mean, War on Drugs is kind of a, a, a legacy artist. I feel like almost about legacy, legacy. We have. Um, we have been around like fifteen years or something. L C D sound system was on SNL. That's you know, they'll they'll continue to be our legacy yes. venue. How, how is how is Adele not thirty? Or only thirty? That's weird. Like years old? Yeah, I assume mm. that's the, these albums are her yes. ages, right? Uh you know, I don't know. I'd say he uh she um uh my thing <laughs> is that she was born um thirty years ago. <laughs> And uh, has remained alive. Thank you, Joe. You're correct. <laughs> I cannot argue. Flawed facts and logic win again. <laughs> Adele is thirty. Uh, Prove me wrong. I think my favorite album on this list is Dry Cleaning. Yeah, it's a good album. Uh, let's um, discuss it. Uh, uh, right, I was going to say play the theme song, but I don't know. I, you know, the theme song. Oh, you're just going to have to pick a spot. We're going to have to pick a spot for that. That happened okay. a long time ago. We'll figure that. I'll figure that out in post. Fix this all uh-huh. post. Um, yeah, let's talk about the band dry cleaning. Um, I would like to play um, their song called. Scratchyard Lanyard? That's correct. Many years have passed, but you're still charming. Rose falling and exploding, you can't save the world. Send me it 
Mums can't open the door Comfort council It'll be okay I just need to be weird And hide for a bit And eat an old sandwich from my bag I've come here to make a ceramic shoe And I've come to smash what you made I've come to learn how to mingle That was Scratch Card Lanyard Lanyard by Dry Cleaning from their album New Long Leg Paul you suggested this album to me why? Uh, because I listened to it it rocked Mm. Um, yeah no uh, uh, yeah I I think it got the the old best new music from Pitchfork which you know makes you pay attention a little bit more Mm -hmm. Uh, but uh uh, it was just like, you know, um, you read the description and it's like, okay, this is another post-punk thing. And as always, it comes down to execution. And they executed that, uh, that style, uh, really well. Um, I mm-hmm. usually don't really go for this thing where, um, sort of like, uh, super smart, uh, or at least, uh, uh galaxy-brained um uh punk intellectuals sort of talk into the microphone mm-hmm. but um uh this lady Florence Shaw she is uh very funny and um uh actually I I don't know um fun yes the, uh, but on top of that uh or below that is just like uh, a band that's completely going crazy and I have further thoughts on that that I'll get into in a minute but uh basically um the the rock was um uh, just sort of on fire uh, the whole album through. That's why I recommended it. I I think that it's a. Um, uh, I do love the uh, bands that um, feature uh, rock bands that feature a sort of half spoken, half sung, mm-hmm. kind of rhythmic beat poem. Not beat yes. poetry. We're not going to go that far. But they, there's <laughs> someone kind of speaking, uh, speaking in tones over the beat. Um, uh, D- David Byrne has uh, been true. someone who uh, has um, sort of merged this with his singing style at times, especially in the early Talking Heads. But you know, uh, Slint obviously is one, and mm. um, uh, Clinic is a. Uh, classic British rock I, band. I kind of miss out on Clinic. I never really. Yeah, I think Clinic that was. Yeah, uh, they um, certainly have a lot of um, this style of talking, although much more in the electronic, um, you know, indie indie vibe, um, and gotcha. less of that that rock punk and rock. Uh, formula, but I think that's what's striking about this is that underneath some very funny and catchy spoken lyrics is some of the just the best rock tracks that I've heard mm-hmm. uh, in a long time. Like it really like these would stand up as instrumentals, yeah. Um, and it's cool what they did with it. Um, yeah, no, they'll drop into like almost a pumpkinsy riff at times. Um, yeah. Uh, it's, uh, it's sick. The guy, they're shredding under there. Um, I find that that, uh, that combo, um, I don't know if it was intended this way, but it almost seems like it is, um, sort of like, uh, just because the lyrics are so, um, sort of stream of consciousness, 
you know, uh, observations about daily life, um, but, you know, fractured enough that it's sort of hard to follow what's going on. Um, it sort of feels like uh, the the lyrics are like the, the ego of somebody's internal monologue, and then the music is like the the um, the, the id or something, mm-hmm. just feeding uh, sensations uh, into it. Um, I don't know if that model is intended, but uh, I I find that coming to my mind a lot when I'm listening to it. And uh, I don't know, it uh, it makes sense actually to me. <laughs> sort yeah. of this calm ego and like a weird uh, uh, semi-psychotic uh, uh, bed beneath it. Well, there's a there is a uh, this undertone of mania and unrest to a very confident uh monologue yeah of of free association it has a uh i detect like a a, the influence of like social media madness on it it's like a lot of it's almost like reading like the craziest instagram posts that are being shown to you you know (laughs) Yeah. Um, and getting like kind of w- weirded out by them or trying to tell them tell a story based on them um, <laughs> there's a that's a movie that's out there to be made an art film for sure uh, some sort of collage from Instagram stories ah, anyway. it would get dark <laughs> I'm looking at a picture it'd be just I'm looking at a picture of a very cheesy hamburger I'm looking at someone skydiving. I'm looking at a sky, a sad person. I'm looking at a person like showing 27 pictures no, we, of their wedding. We can't, we can't do that old hack technique of just uh, <laughs> dryly making absurd observations about uh, commonplace things. <laughs> there you go. Um, wait, shit, that's what dry cleaning is doing. No, they're much funnier than that. Yes, yes. They're not actually doing that. They're giving that vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's more twisted. Yeah. And funnier, yeah. More, uh, more. Uh, I don't know. It's like it's like almost whimsically bored with the world, um, mm-hmm. which is a respectable attitude, if you ask me. Yes. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah. Well, one place behind Playboy Cardi's whole lot of red. Um, you know, Playboy Cardi. Well, Pitchfork says it's an all-time heat check, so I'll take their word for it. There you go. Um, uh, you know. That's a very Bill Simmons comment to make by Pitchfork, <laughs> but um, uh, fair true. enough. Uh-huh. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we um, we can't even bother be bothered to make our own top lists anymore, so we have to deal with what Pitchfork gives us. Yeah, well, I'm kind of behind on keeping on the keeping up with the music thing, but I'm making a serious effort to catch up here. So. I've kind of come back to it a little bit too. I don't know. I don't know. End of the year, I was in the doldrums with it, but now with the coming of spring, mm-hmm. I don't know. What kept you from listening? Nothing. You know, yeah. just got out of the habit. Um, Ter- it's but- terror brings me back. I can't be, I can't lose it forever. That's the, that's yeah. the defeat. Yeah, that's FOMO for, for life, man. Uh-huh. Yeah. Think of all you're going to miss out on after you die. I do all the time. Um, yeah, you know. Yeah. I do think about that, but then I'll be the music man. <laughs> sure. That makes sense. My molecules will be in the guitar. <laughs> uh, no, we'll be, um, I don't know. 
we'll come back as uh, to inhabit microphones for critics to talk into. Um, well, that's you know that would be that would be fitting for us. I just think I, I'm hoping more to be kind of like uh, you know uh, uh, to to gladly slide into the the one universal vibrating note and not oh, that, lose all yeah, yeah, ego. Yeah. yeah, that's fair. You know. Yeah. And who can say that you don't? What would be mm-hmm. the difference between yeah. doing it and not? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Prove me wrong. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, I don't know. Joe, have you been to any concerts since the uh, the pandemic, uh, since COVID uh, ended? Uh, I haven't. Um, it's, it's not. I can't blame COVID as much as I can blame just having a five-year-old and a two-year-old and uh not living in portland anymore um, yeah you live in the country now yeah so. so it's it's a little bit more of a a hike i think it's gonna happen again but i keep they keep sneaking up on me and then it's just sold out that's the other thing like i i guess i mean portland's a popular city but if someone like the Beths comes to dc like it's just sold out immediately i know it's like an east coast thing Ah, interesting. That sucks. Yeah, it does. Uh, Tucson is not like that, but I guess we also don't get all the shows. So. Right. Um, You've been to some shows. Yeah, we did get um, a few months ago now. Jeez, I guess it's been three months since I went to a show. I feel like everybody with uh, Omicron uh, clamped back down on it. Mm-hmm. But um, I went to uh, uh, Cloud Nothings, which had been yeah. on my list for a very long time. And... Uh, I have actually seen Jimmy Chamberlain live three times, but that drummer might be my favorite drummer ever to watch live. Have you ever seen them? I have. I was blown away. Uh, that guy is fucking amazing. They they rocked. Uh, yeah. Uh, it was crazy. Yeah, and the crowd was super into it, going nuts. Um, so that's nice to see. Um, I complain on here a lot about how tame rock shows are. But uh, that and Jeff Rosenstock that I went to both in the last few months were, um, people were very up uh, mm-hmm. for those. Oh, this is reminding me now. I was also, I was, I was angry after the Jeff Rosenstock show and ready to record about it. Oh, interesting. Because, well, this was, so this was just, uh, this is like in November. And so uh-huh. like just as people were starting to get freaked out about the, the disease again. Yeah. And um, uh, so the show was not canceled despite like, I feel like I got a dozen emails since between when I bought the tickets like months beforehand and when it happened about whatever the COVID protocols are going to be. No, Jesus kept changing. Yeah. yeah. I didn't read them. So I don't know what the story was. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, it was vi- mandatory vaccines, which is awesome. I love that. Um, yeah. and, uh, no, so, so then I get there it's mandatory vaccines, and then it was mandatory masks, which this is like the first time in Arizona I've been made to wear a mask in a while um, at that point in November. Um, uh-huh. And so, so then, um, yeah, I just found that. I, I, this is sort of weird to talk about three months later because uh, since then it's all been masked up and everybody freaking out again. But at the time, I was super mad about the punk show being uh, really quite uh, Nazi-ish about the masks when everybody was... Uh, you know, verified, vaccinated, and everything. And, yeah. Uh, there was one really funny part though, where uh, where he, the whole crowd is just chanting along with him, like "You will not control me. You will not control oh, me. Yeah. You will not control me." Good while song. 
while all being very pious about wearing masks and uh, enforcing a rule. About oh, it. Did it <laughs> did it suck to have the mask on at the concert? I found it very annoying because this was yeah. like a, a a wild show with like people dancing and moshing. Like people were really slamming into us up yeah. the front. Um, and it was like, yeah, it was unpleasant to have a big mask on my face. Um, uh, yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, I, I find that I had actually be... forgotten how mad I was about that until we brought it up this <laughs> I would find I that would be very discouraging to me to like go to a show in a mask. Like I just don't have that uh it I don't like going to the grocery store in a mask, so um Yeah. Yeah, I hate commentary the masks. whether it's right or not, but it's I don't yeah. I don't like doing it. And, yeah. and trying to jump around in a show, it just sounds I just be yeah. And with the vaccine mandate, with the vaccine mandate at the show, like you know, yeah. we did that. Like, let's uh, let's take our masks off for the rock show because we all did the right thing here. Um, well, the good thing is, it's not, none of that shit's going to be required anymore. Yeah, that's. Uh, I think we've we've uh, moved beyond to a new phase of whatever mm-hmm. COVID debate at this point. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, uh, so that was a, that was a couple weeks after seeing Cloud Nothings, and yeah, all I all I really wanted to say about that is that no surprise, Cloud Nothings rocks, and that drummer, um, not only was he amazing, like he's this big, tall, lanky uh, dude, and he's like just so fast, yeah, <laughs> um, and hitting all kinds of shit all the time, and loud, amazing tone. Um, I have said many times that my drummer is the favorite person to watch, but he was one of the best. And uh, the funny thing was their opening act was, uh, uh, what was it, The Long Hots? Something like that Mm -hmm. is the name. Um, It was like uh, three ladies playing like, um, actually, uh, I hadn't listened to dry cleaning yet at the time, but uh, music not unlike dry cleaning with um, sort of that sort of like searing guitar you know, punk, post-punk mm-hmm. bling thing going on. But, but, their lead singer was also the drummer, and she was literally the least accomplished professional drummer I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> oh, like, no. Yeah. Like, just uh, just uh, hitting um, two toms, uh, or maybe even one, I can't remember, uh, at either uh, quarter note or eighth notes. Um, that was literally the whole Jesus. drumming section of the band. Um, and the guitarist was actually kind of killing it. Um, and, uh, then they were, you know, they were opening up for then Cloud Nothings who had the greatest drummer I've ever seen. And I was like, ah, this is a really nice illustration of how important drummers are. Um, so. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, um, that, uh, uh, that could not be more apparent there then. Um, I think that uh, Cloud Nothings are just incredibly tight when I saw them. Uh, shout yes. out to to Dylan Dylan Baldy. I feel like he keeps the band uh, in good shape. But they just I saw them back on the Attack on Memory tour. Obviously, great album, and um, just they just destroyed the room, mm. a, a room that I'd seen some like less than energetic shows in. So you yeah. know, really had the proof there that they could uh, get any crowd go. They got the Williamsburg crowd going, so, you know. Nice. Uh, yeah, actually, I think they changed drummers since that tour. So. Mm. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, anyway, live shows, uh, still great. I sort of stopped looking because of all the Omicron stuff, but I should check again. I feel like, you know, yeah. Yeah. Prob- I mean, the problem is you still probably can't do a lot of shows in, like, uh, the coastal areas, so. I want to get back into it, especially as the DC uh, restrictions are lifted. Uh, I feel like it'll be 
yeah. be worth it to to dive back in. Shout out to our friend Zed, who uh, came to D.C. without proof of vaccination and uh, couldn't eat. Was not served at several at a restaurant or two because of it. Oh, really? I didn't know yeah. that. Hmm. Yeah, and then he uh, he uh, faked his way into the final restaurant we went to uh, using a picture of his son's vaccination card. Nice. Yeah. Perfect. Thankfully, they did not look at the birthday on that one. Yes, that would be uh, that would uh, reveal the truth. Um. <laughs> That's uh, uh, here in Maryland, we have an app like so you don't even have to have the card. There's ah. a statewide app that shows you that lets you pull it up. So nice. uh, I'm not surprised that uh, Texas did not invest in that. No, technology. no, no, no. They are only monitoring other things uh, that their mm-hmm. citizens might be doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see here. I have made notes about anything else that we want to talk about. I'm going to see. Um, Ukraine. That's uh, a big shout out to Kiev right now. Shout out to Kiev. Keep it going, man. Keep it going. Yeah. Yeah. Um, fuck, fuck Putin. You know. Yeah, fuck Putin, bitch. It's so uncool. What's the, what's the let's go Brandon of Putin? You know, he, he yeah. needs his own. Mm, I don't know. Somebody should give him some polonium in his tea. That would be, I think, fair. Mm-hmm. Paul, I know what we didn't talk about. We got This is a good way to wrap it up. We actually haven't had a podcast since. We've actually seen each other twice since we last podcasted. <laughs> so we're going bring it, to bring it home here with talking about our trip to Nashville. Oh, uh, yeah. Which had a great, a lot of music. Uh, one might say it is the music city. Um, uh-huh. Uh, in a sense, um, or literally, um, and we uh, we rolled into town, and uh, after we feasted immediately on uh, yes. some of the best ribs I've had. Those are some good ass ribs. Uh, Wasn't it in that place? Uh, Arnold's Country Kitchen. Yeah, that was a good meal. Good stuff, uh, Arnold. Real good meal. Um, but after that, we went to the Third Man Record. Uh, shop yeah and that was uh that was fucking great it was a cool uh it was amazing place they were actually making i feel like they make the records themselves there uh and there was just a ton of stuff there that you probably maybe you could buy online but you're not going to find in any of their record stores so it's great to to go through their bins of their their releases yeah top five like tourist gift shop uh, i've ever been inside i spent too Uh, much money there I gotta say, because I got that. I, I had to. I had to get that. That dog record. Yeah, I got that, and I got uh, uh, a live broken social scene performance, which it, uh, is definitely on my list to play uh, mm-hmm. on my stereo now. Um, you got the uh, the Carl Sagan, yeah, the Carl Sagan single, which um, <laughs> it turns out is not a piece of hi-fi audio engineering. But um, I don't know if I've discussed that song on this podcast before. But, uh, I don't think so. Can you talk yeah. about it? Yeah, sometime in 26 or 20, 2007, um, uh, somebody on the internet uh, vocoded Carl Sagan uh, lyric samples um, into. I mean, should we play them the song, Jim? Yes. Well, okay. let's let's close. We'll close the episode. We'll close the episode with. Okay. It. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. sounds good. Uh, they vocoded uh, Carl Sagan lyrics into like sort of a. An almost adult contemporary, like, uh, uh, pop electronic song. Um, 
and uh, just the combination of um, <laughs> it's like it's hard to just say what I love about this so much because it's like uh, you know tropes that I'm not even into like vocoding and uh, inspirational uh, adult contemporary music but uh, somehow the absurd combination of uh, that with uh, Carl Sagan's sort of uh, nerd philosophy uh, stuff um, that is actually you know uh, sort of the best version of uh, nerds talking about space, I think. Um, I don't know. I find him kind of endearing. Um, and uh, they turn it into just like a really great dance pop single that uh, uh, I think um, I'm very glad to have as a tiny little 45 RPM disc. That's awesome. Um, <laughs> I, you know, the absurd just the is fact a that they release motivator. it. Yeah, just the fact that they release it as a vinyl uh, single, uh, I found um, very uh, even more endearing, or not even more endearing, but extra endearing on top of the original song. And so Excellent. I had to buy it. Yeah. Uh, but Joe, I, if you wish to make bake an apple pie from scratch, first you must invent the universe. If you think nice. that is true, man. Nice. I like that. I like that. That's that's uh, that aligns with my thinking. Um, I picked up a live Rostam album which is great. Mm-hmm. They recorded there at third man records, um, which they, they do these albums and they like, if you're there at the show, they like record it lot. I, you can like buy a lot like the vinyl immediately afterwards. I don't really mm-hmm. understand. Uh, oh, I actually do know how this works because I, I know a guy here in Tucson who operates such a machine. There you go. Um, they, yeah, they have a, they basically have a portable uh, record blade thing that will press uh, that will cut a very shitty uh, version of a vinyl disc for you. Um, so I would bet that the one you're getting live at the show is more of a memento and uh, yeah. of crappy quality. Um, but you're, uh, I don't know, maybe they give those people, maybe they mail them a good quality one later. I think it comes, um, it's also a pretty color if you get the one right there. Yeah. But yeah, no, the guy I know, I just know him from bars here in Tucson. He, uh... Uh, one of his gigs is uh, taking that machine to uh, some fairly high-profile entertainment things. He said there was like a post-Super Bowl party with all like Justin Timberlake or somebody like that, where he was, uh, or maybe it was, nice. it was somebody on that level of famous, where he was cutting the discs as uh, souvenirs for all the celebrities in in attendance. Excellent. Um, yeah. That's cool. Uh, yeah, so I got that. I got a Joyce Manor seven-inch that I haven't listened to, and. Uh, I bought I bought um, a White Stripes record because I just I had to. Yeah, yeah it was like the Third Man Records version, so you know. Yeah. Uh, it was fun. Awesome. Spent 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 money on music. Mm-hmm. Why not? Um, and then Paul, the second uh, musical adventure we went on is we went to a uh, bluegrass jam. Yeah. Uh, which was fantastic. Uh, let me. Do you remember the name of the spot? Uh, I'm going to look no, it up. I no, I don't. Because um, it's... But yeah. Uh, that I would recommend to anybody as a good place to go chill on a Sunday night in Nashville if you're there on vacation. Because, yeah, Station uh, Inn. The Station, Station Inn. Inn. Yeah, you can hear like apparently famous musicians yeah, within their scene. And you can also just totally chill and like drink and eat and uh, talk and stuff. It's, it's just... Uh, it's pretty relaxed. It's such a cool thing because you just go, they start playing music right away, and it's just as people come, the musicians know each other, and mm-hmm. they they obviously know 
most of them know, you know, dozens of standards. So, and can jam off each other anyway. And there's just people, all different sorts of instruments from banjo, upright bass, fiddle, uh, guitar and slide guitar. And, um, uh, Yeah. yeah. Everything they use in bluegrass. Yes, yes. Uh, is the slide guitar, that's the one that's on... I guess the lap guitar, that's also... Lap guitar. Lap yeah. guitar, yeah. But you and, do often use a slide on it, I believe. Yes, so. yes. Uh, and it's just, uh, it's, uh, you know, great music and, yeah, cheap cheap beer. Uh, looked like some good food. Although we uh, we went and got hot chicken afterwards, but... Did uh, we ever. Uh, looked like some good greasy-ass bar food, so... yeah. They had pimento cheese. I almost got the pimento cheese. Hard for me to turn that down. It is very easy for me to turn down pimento cheese. So I know. It's a yeah. real it's a point of diversion. <laughs> is it the mayo that, that freaks you out? No. As you know, I'm a mayo advocate. It's actually the just like I'm not a super big fan of non-melted like grocery store cheddar cheese. And so the idea of just like mixing that into mayo seems gross. Yeah. See, well, yeah, you need a you need a che- you need a like a. A creamier pimento cheese. Okay, I feel like that could happen. I've so had like that. The... I've had that. All right, yeah. Maybe I don't know. It's sort it of just... like yeah, picnic. You know, like like home style has those like the like shitty grocery store cheddar cheese. But I've had like fancy pimento right. cheese that it's like. Melted. It doesn't sound like a good texture combo to me. I guess either. Well, like that yeah, that part. There's no getting around that. Mayo. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Anyway, I think, you know, mostly I got I had bad ones served to me by my grandmother when I was a kid. It is a cheese salad, like in the sense yes. of like a tuna salad, but That cheese. is literally what it is. Yes. <laughs> and it's so, you know, it's <laughs> it's hard to defend it. <laughs> cheese salad. You motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> not not quite like... as good as the Snickers salad. Oh man. What happens if you like melt that together? It probably just breaks and becomes disgusting. The Snickers salad, like Snickers uh, no, and no. cheese salad. No, just pimento cheese. Like, it'd probably be I don't know, but melting mayo. Like, if the mayo gets warm, like I feel like that's yeah, gonna, break gonna break down in a yeah, yeah, in a oily mess. Probably. Yeah. Ah, uh, well, that's that'll be our, for our cooking show called like just. I don't know. I'm it's ready a show to, where we try to fuck things up on purpose and see what happens. I'm ready to pivot to a food podcast at any time. <laughs> um, let's become a food and NBA podcast at the same time. I know because the problem with NBA podcast is that it's the same with the music podcast is that I have to, it would require me to like watch enough basketball. Mm. Mm. And I watch a yeah. lot of bas. I watch basketball, but not like podcaster levels of basketball. Yeah, I was going to say, well, our brand could be, like, we're the guys who don't actually nerd out on uh, pick-and-roll coverages. But then I realized that, like, ball don't lie already exists, or pod don't lie. So Yes. Uh, yes. And Stav is much funnier than us, so. Um, much funnier. You know. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, All right. Yeah. That was Nashville. Good city. Uh-huh. Uh, good food. Mm-hmm. We had no musical adventures when I visited you in uh frederick just now yeah somehow that didn't uh we didn't venture in to see the band there was a band playing at the farmhouse brewery we went to but we didn't i didn't really venture in to see them yeah and i think uh they had a no kids under 12 sign in that uh, room, so. that's because they were actually playing literally by the, 
the brew tanks. The, the bats. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. So it was wise Gabe, of them not to bring Gabe would open one of those up. He would just totally pull that valve. Yes. Yes, he would. <laughs> uh, uh, I had a good time running up and down the hills with him there. Yes. Yes. That's uh, that's uh, Gabe's uh, reason reason for being. <laughs> All right. Well, go say good night to the little guy. You know. I'm sure he's asleep. But. Dear God, it's midnight. He is <laughs> he is fast asleep. May he stay that way for seven more hours. Mm-hmm. At so least. Uh, I am going to... Uh, I don't have any pimento. I would eat pimento cheese if I had it, but I don't have any. So Alas. I'm going to probably drink a glass of water. And, nice. uh, you know... I yes. watch The Sopranos again. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, that water is amazing stuff. So. You know, I have so many more Sopranos thoughts since we last talked about it. So that's going to come. So if we really do do this once a week, we're going to circle back <laughs> to the Sopranos because I got a well, lot more thoughts. It's now been a year since I last watched any of it. So um. Perfect. <laughs> Excellent. Did All we right. talk The Many Saints of Newark? Probably not. All uh, right, we we'll, get, we'll just get to that one. Okay. <laughs> uh, I've tried to forget it mostly. That's anyway. fine. That's yeah, yeah. There you go. Okay. Well, there you go. We talked it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. All right. Good night. Well, then, good night. Carl Sagan. Boop. Oops. I'm not very good at uh, singing songs, but uh, here's, here's a try.